Yona. You could have chosen to be in bed, but we're glad that you decided to be in the Lord's house. Uh, we do have some friends on vacation. Friends, bless me, I'm, I'm in school mode. We do have some uh, family on vacation uh, this week, and we, if you're watching, I don't know if they were planning to or not, but if you're watching, hello, we hope you're having a great time, and um, we we are hoping that they get home safely. Lord, help them. So, this uh, next week, we have a Gideon representative coming to uh, to speak to us, do a little uh, Gideon presentation for a few minutes, and just tell us about how things are going for them right now. You know, again with COVID, it's it's things are different than they have been. Um, so we are we're expecting them, excited that they're going to to be here next week, and just save some cash and and give a nice great offering for them because we do want to support as much as possible. Five dollars buys a Bible. So $5 can, can put a Bible in the hands of someone who has never had one before, um, a, a prisoner or someone who is, um, uh, you know, at the end of the rope in a hotel room or, or a, a college student. So all these different people get these Bibles from the Gideons, and so we're, we're really excited to be able to, uh, to give to them. Also, um, I don't know if y'all, some of y'all will remember and some of y'all will not know her them at all, but um, Tamara, uh, Tamara Givens, if you remember, she was an intern here uh, through the MIP program. She worked in, in different areas of the church, just learning different things uh, about church um, pastoring, uh, pastoral life, and that sort of thing. She and her husband, when, when they were here, um, she worked with youth, and she preached, and just different kinds of things. Well, she got married. She and her husband uh, moved to the mountains to, to pastor there. His parents, both of them, passed away from COVID l this past week. And they are their own uh, Facebook trying to raise some money for memorial services for both of them. So we would like for you today, if you, and, and you may not have come prepared, and we understand if that's the case. If you did not, then, then certainly... Uh, you can give next week, and we can facilitate that. But if you are able to uh, give a little extra today, we would like to gather an offering together. Again, because she was a part of us at one time, so we would like to, to give some to them to be able to help them out with some expenses that they're facing. So uh, consider that. Uh, you know, Between now and the time for offering, pray about it. Ask the Lord to lay something on your heart. And if he would like for you to give a sacrificial gift, then I hope that you will listen and obey. Uh, also, for the month of September, I think I messed up uh, in July because I said ball and doll for July. Because when Amanda said it yet, uh, last week, I was like, I feel like I've already said that for some reason. And I messed up. I said that July was for a ball and a doll. So if you've already brought that, then really July was supposed to be toiletries. So we'll just uh, flip-flop them. So if you have not yet brought your items for our shoe boxes, then uh, please bring some toiletries this time. So toiletries, things like uh, those, those individual packs of tissues, things like um, deodorant as long as it is solid because it can't be anything liquid. Uh, anything that an older kid 
because normally toiletries are for when you get a little older, uh, things start changing and you start smelling funny. So keep those things in mind. So the, this month will be for those, uh, those older kids. So any type of toiletry that you can bring, would like to bring. And again, if you do not have time, please hand us some cash. We'll be happy to, to purchase for you or to use that money to buy the shipping labels. Or if you don't have any money, that's totally fine. We need shoe boxes. Okay, so uh, keep that in mind. Any way that you can help. Also, if you're if you haven't bought any new shoes in a while, uh, in November when we gather all the things together, we'll need some help packing because normally a few of us get together and pack, and um, and we just we'll need that. So you can help in any possible way. Okay, no matter what you have to give, even if it's your time. We would love to have you participate in that. So keep those things in mind, um, and any other announcements, we will certainly let you know. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago, I told y'all about my curling iron. That was, <laughs> that I was about ready to throw away because it wouldn't turn on, but it was because it wasn't plugged in, and I encouraged everyone, you know, get plugged in. Well, this morning... I was uh, I plugged my curling iron in and I was I was waiting around so I was doing some other things to myself <laughs> to make me more presentable and um, I got ready I grabbed my my curling iron and started to started to curl and nothing happened I was like oh this is not good what has happened to this curling it was a different curling iron what has happened to this one and I hadn't turned it on so it was plugged in but it wasn't turned on. So the thing is, we, we want you to get plugged in, okay? We, we need you here. We need you here. If you're watching, we need you here. Get plugged in. But without the power being turned on, oh my, if you don't have the power going to you, then it's going to be difficult for you to be useful. So I encourage you today, allow the power of the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Just surrender to Him today. Let's stand this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask Him to have His will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. God, we are so grateful for who You are. God, we lift You up. We worship You. We honor You because You are so good. God, You are greater and better than we can imagine. Father, I thank You that You blessed us day by day, that this morning Your mercies were new, that You woke us up, and that You allowed us to get ready. Lord, that You gave us the, the car that we drove to get here, God, that You provided the gas that's in the car. I thank You and I praise You that You gave us the strength in our bodies and in our minds to be able to be here. God, I thank You and I praise You that You have allowed for this place to be here. Lord, that we can be safe in Your house, Lord, that we live in the country, that still today it's safe to come and to gather and worship you. God, I thank you. I praise you for every single person who's here because they are not here by accident. They are each here for a purpose today. God, I thank you for each person who's watching. I just ask your help and your strength in their bodies and their minds. God, for each and everything that they need, those who are hurting and bound, God, those who have come in with, with pains and cares, God, I pray that you would lift them up in Jesus' prayer precious name. Lord, your will be done in this place that we honor you and please you and always say and do. God, that everything that is done today, from the very first prayer to the very last prayer, lift you up. God, we come to you with thanksgiving because you are worthy. We lift you up. We bless your holy name. Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. When darkness tries to roll over my bones, when sorrow comes to steal the joy I own, when brokenness and pain is all I know, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Shame no longer has a place to hide. I am not a captive to life. And I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. Cause I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love No, my fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love And my fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love there's power that can break off every chain. There's power that can empty out a grave. There's a resurrection power that can save. There's power in your name. Power in your name. And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Oh, I'm standing because my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name today, God. Have your will and your way in this place. I count on one thing. 
the same God who never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy, though my heart is heavy all my days. Oh, yes, I will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sing, I count on one thing. I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now and in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Oh, yes, I will lift you high in my lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days. Oh, yes, I will for all my days oh yes i will and i choose to praise to glorify glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against and i choose to praise to glorify glorify the name of all names and nothing can stand against so I choose to praise to glorify glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against and I choose to praise to glorify glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against so yes, I will lift you high in my lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Yes, I will sing for joy, though my heart is heavy all my days. Yes, I will for all my days. Yes, I will for all my days. Yes, I will. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have your will in our lives today, God. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. 
When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. No, my God will never fail. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh. Whatever you're facing today, <laughs> the Lord's gonna work it out for your good. Cause there's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. So I'm not backing down from any giant. Cause I know how this story ends. Yes, I know how my story ends. That I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Let it go today. You've been trying to fight it on your own. Let it go today. The battle belongs to him. Sing, you take. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil you turn it for good you turn it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good so i'm gonna see your victory i'm gonna see your victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. 
I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to my Lord. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Sing out that promise. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. We praise you for the victory in advance, God. Praise your holy name. guys doing some good singing there hallelujah you guys are doing it and the lord is probably sitting on the throne rejoicing because he has a church there in cornelius that's worshiping him this morning as they are gathered together in church amen the battle belongs to god doesn't it you ask jehoshaphat jehoshaphat was ready and he was he was able he was he was ready to use his resources to win the battle. But God said, no need to fight. Go out there and sing a little bit. Go out there and rejoice a little bit. Well, I don't feel good. The first song we sang, I choose to praise. I don't feel like praising, but I choose to. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, glory. And it changes it for good? Ask Joseph. How many times was the evil come against him? The devil tried to get him down. More than once, more than twice. But yet God turned every circumstances into a good situation. That he became the Savior. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? The Lord is good. This world's full of lying. Well, David Jeremiah said that this morning. Not that way, but he said things that are being said. You just, he said, you can't believe it. He said it's, it's, it's wrong. It's a lie. And uh, he was talking about a book about the end times of what's going to happen and what is shaping up to happen today. Do you see it today? My wife can't go into a doctor's appointment with me because she hasn't taken the COVID shot yet. And listen, friend, 
whenever they down at food line they put a sign up can't come in unless you've got the covid shot does that sound like anything that we've been preaching about reading about for years he also mentioned david jeremiah mentioned that it's just groundwork doesn't matter how you look at it oh i'm going to take it i'm not going to take it this one is that it's bad for you that's a, you, you you could dissect it like you want all that's happened is groundwork for that leader that comes at the end that's going to present a mark of the beast okay it's just groundwork it's just a forerunner amen amen does anybody feel good today? Anybody at all? Look at your neighbor and say, I feel good. Hallelujah. Now we've got an altar service later, and we'll all pray. Amen. Praise God, because we may not feel good. But I tell you what, we ought to feel good that our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Another new name up there. And it's mine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Well, see, I haven't been here in a while. So indulge me a little bit, okay, Jennifer? I'm here to receive an offering. Um, Brother uh, Mike and his wife are tour, Christian tour, and, and they're here and there. They've been visiting many cities and they're enjoying themselves. Amen. In fact, a few nights ago, he enjoyed himself pretty good. Braves won again. And now, when he gets to Houston, he's hoping, I think he's hoping that uh, the Angels will win, uh, at least on Otani. Uh, uh, Otani uh, hit another home run or two. Anybody that knows anything about that, boy, he is. Isn't he fabulous? A pitcher that has 44 home runs. Have you ever? How many home runs has the best pitcher in the major leagues ever had? Five in his career? And this guy has 44. And, and Brother Mike's doing that, and he's enjoying himself. Praise God. And I hope they have a good, good time. I hope they're as happy as some of you look. Two or three of you look happy today. Amen. Now, one or two of you don't, but thank you for watching. We love you guys. Hey, God is good. And I want to tell you the same spirit that we feel here, you can feel there. Wow, you, glory to God, I'm feeling some of it now. I wish the rapture would take place, don't you? Praise the Lord. Now, it was made mention of Tamara. Please give. And I asked my wife this morning, does she have money? You do have money. Okay. If she don't, she'll write a check when she gets home. Sister Dean left uh, left my wife in charge to put the money in the bank. And uh, But I'll tell you, it's a good thing. It, it, uh, Tamara was with us, and boy, she loves the Lord. She loves us. And so... Give a little extra if you can. I know we're asking you already ahead of time, give extra. 
next week for one of the greatest projects I believe in, and that's uh, the Gideons. Every dime you give Gideons goes to materials that they use to pass out by and pass out by. That's a great thing. I don't know any better organization, anything any better than every penny. Name, name something else. Every penny you give goes right straight to where it goes. Amen. Praise God. I mentioned that things are not true. Uh, Dana, help me here. Help me if you will. Anybody watch these advertisements? How? How? <laughs> Brother Dean, tell me how a car jumps rope. Have you seen that? Have you, have you seen the, how, you, you clean houses and, and, and done well at it and you, you know some stuff about it. Have you ever walked in a house with a tub like they show on TV with a ring about two foot wide that is dingy and black? Have you ever walked in somebody's house that, huh? Okay. And it don't come off easy, huh? One other thing, there's several, but one other thing. Tell me if you can, when you've ordered pizza to your house, that it has all that cheese that they show on the advertisement. How many has ever had that much cheese? We've ordered extra cheese and can't find it. Where's the cheese? You know. So things are not what they appear a lot of times. But I tell you what, God is truth all the time. I think something in there said something about he always triumphs. He's always victorious. Never fails. Well, I don't know. I might be ready to preach before long. Hallelujah. And a very, very familiar that we quote often. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Pray that, say that every day, twice a day, three times a day, six times. Give extra because I want uh, I want our uh, church uh, director to send them a check. And please help them uh, do this memorial service. Uh, we don't owe, but I'll tell you, she blessed our church and she she's a great girl and and sad thing two parents or her in-law parents passing with the COVID so let's let's do what you can and I know we are asking you to give some more next week too but God bless you that's the kind of people you are and you give not because of necessity you give because you love God how is it that we used to do it when I felt good uh, the Bible asks us to give, not grudgingly, but cheerfully. How was that? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm so glad to be able to give. Praise God. Now, if it's coming to wait upon you, give us God has blessed your heart to give. Amen.
Father, you're good, and you're good all the time. That's who you are. You have blessed us, and we thank you. Lord, I ask you now that you would touch all of our hearts, that we understand what we can give to share in this offering today. And Lord, as we give our love gifts of tithe, our love gift of offering, would you use it for your glory? Do things with it that you would be pleased with. And God, every person here today, may every person here today receive strength from God. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen and amen. Now give as if you were giving to the Lord. Would you do that? now time to receive prayer requests that you may have this morning. Brother Mike. The Robinette family. Yes, sir. Sister. Yes, ma'am, either. Gretchen? The preacher and Papa's back. Amen. Sister Jordan? it. Anybody have any unspoken requests? Raise your hands. Stand with me as we go to the Lord.
Some may say it's over, but it was finished on the cross. Some may say it's broken, but the healer's in the room. Some may say it's hopeless, but I know God's about to move. God's about to move. There's a miracle in the works. I can feel fellowship
Sometimes those voices try to tell me I'm forgotten
that you are here again. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching online. If you're live and in person, hello. Or live watching, watching live in person. Hello. Hi. If you are, uh, if you are watching later, then hello. Glad to, glad that you get to see us. Uh, we'd like to see you as well. So, uh, and... <laughs> Mike Hager said, you can tell me, you can say happy birthday. I said, is it your birthday today? He said, no, I'm just joking. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, it's in March. Um, but we would like to say a, a literal happy birthday. I can't believe Sister Rhonda didn't mention she has the new grandbaby. Yes, she does. Little Nash is here. Came two days ago. So we are glad for them that that is... Well, that, that one part is over, and now, thus it begins. So, uh, <laughs> pray for Stacy and Clayton. Amen. So, uh, in our last study last week, we, we learned more about the word to, that it requires some soul-searching on our part. Questions like, what are we bringing into God's presence? What package are we trying to attempt to put God into who are we serving, and what effect are we having on the next generation? So those are the questions that that word two of the ten words would require us to ask ourselves. For those who have not been here, if you're just now tuning in, or if you haven't been here um, for the past couple of weeks, we are in the Ten Commandments. We're doing a, a series, and we are on word three because they are, in, in Hebrew, they're known as the Ten Words or the Decalogue. It's not known as the Ten Commandments, but we are, we're studying them as the words directly from God. So, as we move into the third word of Yahweh to his people, we must remember a few things. First, this commandment is included within the four regulating how we relate to God. When Jesus was asked, what are the greatest commandments, and he said... First, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then the second, love your neighbor as yourself. He was giving an order in which we are to see the Ten Commandments. The first four are underneath this idea of loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's how we relate to Him. And the last six are how we relate to one another. And we'll see that as we move along in the coming weeks. And also... We have to think, you know, this, this command will come easier. Word three will come easier if we love the Lord with all our heart. Also, we must remember that it could possibly mean more than we typically think. So for those of us who, who know by heart what the commandments are, or again, two weeks ago we learned that word one is something different than we had always thought. Last week we, we said that... Uh, what we considered one and two are actually combined into two. So, word three, maybe y'all know, don't take the Lord's name in vain, right? And as soon as I say that, what do you think? If y'all been in church any time or if you've, you've been around at all, uh, this is the mandate against cussing, y'all, just Right? Take, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Y'all better not be cussing. Mm. I'm by no means condoning cursing. Please don't use bad language. Okay, don't. There's no reason for it. You can do without that kind of talk. And there are scriptures regarding this. Kind of, you know, regarding filthy talk. Don't, 
don't be talking ugly. But perhaps we should examine the context of the word within the light of the first two. So the Lord had given them a new identity. In chapter 3 of Exodus, you don't have to turn there, but if you're taking notes, you certainly can write this down to go back and look at it. But in chapter 3 of Exodus, the Lord revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush. We know this as the call of Moses. This was the time that God spoke to him to be the deliverer. And Moses said to the Lord, what if they don't believe me? What if they don't believe that you actually sent me to do this job? God, what am I going to do? Who can I say? What name can I give them? And the word used here, what name, what position? We'll talk about this later, but what honor, what authority, what character can I tell the people has spoken this? And the Lord said to Moses, I am that I am. Thus, explaining his nature. I am that I am, and this very difficult to understand phrase is translated loosely as I exist. I am to be. I have become, or I will come to pass. So when we hear that Jesus is, or the, the God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, it's encompassed within this. I am that I am. I exist. I am right now. I have become, so from the past and into the present. And I will come to pass from the present into the future. He is the same. Eternally existing. So as he says this to him, I am that I am. This name was also known, as the, for the note takers, the Tetragrammaton. Yes, and I will spell it if you need. T-E-T-R-A-G-R-A-M-M-A-T-O-N, Tetragrammaton, which is a group of four letters. Okay. Capital... Y, capital H, capital W, capital H. Okay, so I, this is, for some people, it's going to be like, oh my golly, why are you talking about all this? But it's very important when we see this, when we think about this, this tetragrammaton, that God said to Moses, this is who I am. We have heard this, and we pronounce it as Jehovah. And there are, other, there are reasons why we'll, we won't discuss that. Uh, it is more traditionally correct as Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, -H. More, more correct as Yahweh. However, in, in truth, in actuality, no one knows how this name is actually pronounced. Instead of using the name that God had given to Moses, the children of Israel began to use the phrase Hashem, which translates the name Jewish tradition held that to speak the Tetragrammaton was potentially taking his name in vain or being irreverent. So they, they never said it. To, to say the actual name that God had given them, they felt was stepping too close to the line of taking his name in vain. So they were not allowed, just the common people were not allowed to call on his name. Because of this prohibition, no one except the high priest 
was allowed to speak this name aloud, and that only in the temple when giving the priestly blessing. And the, the blessing is what I always pray at the end of our services, the, the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, and may he be gracious to you and give you peace. The priest spoke that over the people. On, as they came into the temple, he would speak that over them. And the name of God is used in that blessing. And so the priest was allowed to say it, speak it over the people. But he was the only one who was allowed. Therefore, the pronunciation of this YHWH is no longer known. We don't really truly know. Again, we say Jehovah or known again as Yahweh, but we don't really know how to say it. We'll get to that. But consider the, the first two words. The first word, the Lord spoke from the smoke that he was the covenant God. He said, I am Yahweh. I am Jehovah. I am your covenant God. And I am also your God, personal God, Elohim, who had delivered you. The second word that he spoke, you are prohibited from creating any physical representation of God, whether uh, a physical representation from the sky or the earth or in the sea. You cannot bow down to any other thing. And now take a look at verse 7 of Exodus chapter 20. It says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. And again, in our tradition, we've always considered no cussing. So now here they're being told to consider how they take his name. It is possible to misuse the name of the Lord in at least one of three ways that we will examine. We can take his name in vain through emptiness, through worthlessness, and through waste. So thinking about these three ways that we can take his name in vain, the first one, through emptiness, one of the definitions of vain, so taking his name in vain, is emptiness. The New Testament takes up this idea, this thought of vain conversation. Oh my. When we use the name of the Lord in foolish conversation, our words are empty. But also this goes beyond what we may have considered. Paul tells Timothy to shun profane and vain conversation. Profane meaning crossing the line. And we know what that means in our own hearts. I, I'm not going to try to define it because you know when you cross the line. The, the Holy Spirit begins to convict you. You should not have said that. Crossing the line. But also in vain babblings, which is fruitless discussions. Oh, my. We can take the name of the Lord in vain through our empty, fruitless conversations. Oh, dear. Are your conversations bearing fruit? As I'm writing this, I'm like, Lord, help me. When I involve the Lord in my conversations, are my conversations bearing fruit? 
Are we arguing over foolish things in the name of the Lord? Oh, my. Paul really stressed this very hard to the churches. He was trying to teach them how to church. They never had before. The church was begun as we know it back in Acts. So the, the words from Jesus to the disciples and then given out to the people was the instruction to teach them how to church. And Paul really stresses these kinds of things. He says there are going to be times that people try to argue with you and say, oh, is this important? Is this important? Why don't y'all believe this way? Why don't you believe this way? And we can't be friends because my church believes this, but your church believes that. And Paul was trying to get us to see, get the people in all the churches to see, these things are fruitless. These things are pointless. Because if Jesus didn't address it specifically, if the Bible did not address it specifically, then maybe we need to pray and rely on the the Holy Spirit to help us and then move on. Because the enemy can have us fight over things that are unimportant. He can have us fight over the color of carpet. You know, we, we talk about that a lot. But he can get us to fight over things that, that will not matter for heaven or hell and get us distracted to the point that we, we become a, well, don't go over to that church because they don't believe that way. You know what they let you do over there. Well, don't go over there because they'll make you you know, keep your hair long and your dresses long and, uh, oh, well. And the thing is, that stuff is pointless. It's, some arguments are best to leave God out of. Because when we put God in the middle of it and it's a vain conversation, then we're using his name in vain. We're using God's name for an agenda that he had nothing to do with. So I, this isn't my fight. I don't know why you're putting me in the middle of it. Do we, do we ever use him to advance our agenda? Have we ever mistaken our opinion for God's word? Lord, help us. Because there are so many things. God... God does speak very specifically about some things that are right and you got to do them and that are wrong and you, you can't do them. Everything else, we need to search out His Word. We need to look and see. Lord, help us. Because when we don't do that, when we just use what we've always thought, our traditions, those things, well, maybe that's, maybe that's not right and maybe we shouldn't and God says and God says... Instead of doing that, because so often we can come close to using his name in vain when we're fighting over things we shouldn't be. The second way to use his name is vain, in vain is through worthlessness. This is the way in which we most likely have considered this commandment. So, not regarding his worth. When we use his name in vain... When we use his name in worthlessness, it's not considering the worth of God. When we use his name as a curse, we are not recognizing or proclaiming the worth of God. When we swear by his name falsely, notice that. 
Because in my study, because again, for me, it's always, oh, if you, if you swear to God or you swear by God, then you are, you're in for it. According to the word, that's not true. And I can show you specific examples of people swearing to God and by God. And I'm sorry if that's offensive to you, but God's word sometimes messes us up. Because I'm telling you, it did for me when I was studying this week. Because he says, if you swear by my, by my name falsely, then you're not showing my worth. We have made ourselves liars in God's name when we swear falsely. It was a permissible practice in the Old Testament to swear by God or to swear to God. Abraham swore to God that he would be faithful to the covenant that God and he had made together. God asked the children of Israel to swear to him that they would stand by his covenant. He talked in the prophetic writings about people swearing to him and by him. It's a biblical practice. I'm not saying that we ought to do it. I'm not trying to condone that. I'm not trying to encourage you to do that, but I'm saying it's a biblical practice. But the prohibition against this was swearing falsely. Don't use God's name to say that something's true when it's not. Because then I am not showing the worth of God. This diminished his worth by identifying the Lord with falsehoods, but God is the God who cannot lie. He has no ability to lie. And God can do anything, but he can't lie because his power is so great that if he speaks a word that's not true, it instantly becomes the truth. If he said right now, the sky is green, then instantly the sky would become green because he has no capacity to lie. His power is so great that it overrides any lie. He speaks and it becomes the truth. He can speak in the... In the beginning, when there was no light, and he said light, and there, there became light instantly. Because he can speak to the darkness and call it light, and it becomes. He can speak to, oh my, this is not even, this is not in my notes. He can speak to my situation that looks awful, that, that looks like I am down in the dirt, and he said, uh, victory. And it instantly becomes, because he cannot lie. So when I speak his name in falsehood, I am not considering his worth because he cannot lie. There is no falseness in him. In the New Testament, both Jesus and James said it was best practice not to swear to God. He, he said, you know, let, just don't even, you, you get caught up in that and it's too easy to say something and not be right, to get close to falsehood. So, don't even, nah, let's not do that. It's best practice. James said, just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Be truthful, be honest, so that, that when you say it, you don't even have to swear by God or swear to God. People know that you're honest, so you don't even need to do that. Let that be your common practice. So again, it is allowed in Scripture, but it's discouraged by Jesus, by James in the New Testament. Just, you know, let your yay me yay and nay me nay. Amen. The third way that we can take his name in vain is through waste. 
And in this, I ask you to, uh, I ask the Lord to help us, to open up our minds. Lord, right now, please open up our minds to see this, to get a little deeper insight about this. Because I believe that this is the area that I'm about to speak about that we most often take his name in vain. So let's, let's take a look at what each of these words mean that were in this verse. Number one, to take. There are numerous definitions and implications of this particular word depending on the context. So looking at it, I've just listed a few. To take means to lift, to accept, to bear, to marry, to wear. The name, meaning, position, honor, authority, and character. So not simply what one is called, but who one is. Our name is not just what we're called but it's who we are. It's my character. Keeping up my name. The Lord your God, meaning the Tetragrammaton, capital Y, capital H, capital W, capital H, Yahweh, the covenant God, and your personal Elohim, the Lord your God. Lord, meaning Yahweh, your God, Elohim. So the covenant God who is your personal God. In vain, meaning waste, desolation, falsehood, emptiness, the things that we've just discussed. I was uh, I was talking to Shane on Friday. Was it Friday? Friday, yes. Talking to Shane on Friday. And we were just talking about uh, sermons and messages. And, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm really excited really excited because and I was thinking to myself can I Lord it's one verse one verse can I don't know can I stretch this yes I can y'all continue to get ready I'm only halfway done but um (laughs) but I said I said what does it mean we we think that this is the the prohibition on cousin I said you know what does it mean to take the Lord's name in vain and he said don't say bad words (laughs) well if you've been in church at all. I said, okay, think about what it says. What, it, what does it mean to take someone's name? And he said, it means you marry them. When in our society, in our terminology, to take someone's name means that you're married to them. Typically. When people get married, one of them, normally the wife, takes the husband's name. So from this point in history on, especially in the prophetic writings, Israel is referred to as God's bride. When they agreed to be in covenant with him, they entered into a spiritual marriage. For those of us who are married or have ever been married, think for a moment about the way that we want to be represented by our respective spouses. So think about that for just a second. Again, if you have ever been married, if you are married now, do you want that person to put in the work? You know what I mean? Do you, do you want that person to 
be the one in relationship to make effort, right? Am I, if I'm the only person in our relationship saying I love you, if I'm the only person in our relationship giving praise and telling that person how great they are, if I'm the only one in the relationship initiating conversation, or if the other person is the only one who is saying, I love you, you're great, you're beautiful, you're fabulous, whatever. If they're the only one initiating conversation with me and I'm like, I don't know, I could give or take, whatever, you know, who cares? Am I honoring that person? Or am I bearing their name in vain? If it's not a two-way relationship, if there's no give and take, if there's no mutual respect, then are we bearing each other's names in vain? How do you want that person to speak about you to others? Or in front of others? You know, how, how do you, you want to be talked about and talked to? If my words are cutting, if their words are cutting or derogatory or disrespectful, even in foolish jesting, Lord, help us. Because this has become common practice in our society. To, when you get with your girlfriends and you tear down your husbands and you talk about how awful they are, and y'all, not, y'all don't have to amen me, I know, because I work with a whole bunch of women. And you get together and you say, ugh, he won't do this and he won't do that. And he just comes home and he sits down and he does nothing. And I have to nag, nag, nag him to do this and this and this. Ugh. But y'all husbands, bless your hearts. Y'all do the same kind of thing. And get around your buddies and you say, Oh, these women nag me to death. If I have to hear one more time that I need to clean up such and such a thing, She told me six months ago she does not have to keep reminding me. I will get to it when I get to it. Women. Y'all know it's the truth. When we do that, when we disrespect the person that we bear the name of, Am I using their name? Am I taking their name? Am I wearing their name in vain? When I make people wonder, why am I even with that person? If they're so bad, why you even stick around if they're like that? Then I'm bearing that person's name in vain. Should my partner be faithful? In their physical body, we would all, of course, say yes. We'll talk about uh, committing adultery in a few weeks. But, um, but should my partner be faithful? In their physical body, we all would say absolutely, 100% yes. <laughs> you about to find out if you're not. <laughs> you go, <going, laughs> best not let me ever know. 
but not only in their physical body kept only for you, but in their words. Should they be flirting or tempting anyone else? Just picking around. Just just messing around. Hey, girl. Hey, man. Should, should they be doing that? I don't, I don't know. You, you answer. You decide. Uh, should their sight be faithful? In their eyes, should they be faithful? Should they be checking out other people? Should they be choosing not to view things that would be harmful to the relationship out of respect? And not just, oh, I have eyes I can see. Or uh, men, are, men are visual, men, men got to be men. But out of respect for your name, should they be faithful in their eyes? Should they be faithful in their mind? In that place where no one else can see, should I be fantasizing about someone else? Should I be thinking about, what if? <sighs> you know, maybe I should have made a different choice. No one ever is ever going to see. No one's ever going to know. Besides you and the Lord, should I stay faithful? Because if I'm not, am I wearing that person's? Am I married to that person's name in vain? Certainly these concepts seem obvious to all of us in a typical marriage scenario, but all these requirements and expectations are true of our covenant relationship with God. Because am I making the effort to spend time with Him? Not just here on Sunday, you should be here on Sunday. Not just here on Sunday, not just Bible study on Wednesday. We have two, two uh, classes, 7 o'clock. Our class meets virtually as well. So you're any time that you need to, to join. But not just in those typical things, but am I daily making an effort? Am I saying on a regular basis, God, I love you. God, you're so good to me. God, you're, I, I don't know why you love me, but you do, and I'm so glad. A am, I, am I making that effort with him? To tell him how good and how great he is. Again, not just on Sunday morning in praise and worship, because if I'm not if I'm not doing it throughout the week, then I got a whole lot, I got too much catching up to do on Sunday, so I can't really get into my worship like I ought to be able to, because I should have been building this up throughout the week. Am I bragging about him to others? Am I talking about his goodness? Oh, he, the Lord has been good to me. He's good. He, he has been faithful to me. He, he worked things out for my good. And, and when the, this circumstance looks bad right now, but I know he's got this. I, I'm not worried at all because I can trust in him. He's always been faithful to me. And I thank you, Lord. He's, he's so good. Am, am I doing that? Am I being faithful to Him? 
in every part of my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength. Am I serving Him the way that's faithful? Am I staying away from things that it's like, oh, man got to be a man, woman got to be a woman. But do I? Can I? Can I just give up some things? Can I just surrender some things? Can I just let go of some attitudes in order to please Him better? Because when I love somebody, then I try because of my love for them to to do some. I mean, we'll just say sometimes we we annoy each other on purpose. I don't know if y'all ever do that sort of thing, but um, but that's not man. No, that's not nice. You know. But am I being faithful to him in every part? It is also possible to waste, to take his name in vain when I lift his name with no faith attached. When I add in Jesus' name to the end of my prayers, that's typically we do that. When I pray and pray and pray and I say, in Jesus' name, but I didn't really believe in the things that I said, the things that I was asking for. I've lifted up those prayers, adding the powerful, mighty name of Jesus on the end, but I don't have faith to believe in what I've asked him for. Am I using his name in vain? Am I using it out of common practice? Because if, if I'm just if I'm just sticking it at the end because that's normal, but I don't actually believe he's gonna come through, then that's that's vain, that's empty, that's a waste of time and effort and breath. I, there was no reason for me to even pray if I don't believe it. I can also waste his name. When I wear his name, announcing myself as a believer, a follower of Christ, but then display no power, bear no fruit, and remain sporadic in my devotion. I'm wearing his name. I'm bearing his name in vain. Wearing it in vain. There's no, there's no reason for me to even put it on if I'm not going to use it. If I'm not gonna, if I'm not gonna really truly be a Christian, instead of just saying I am or acting like I am, if I'm not really going to be a Christian, then there's no reason to call myself one. Just be like everybody else. If I put on the name of Christ and do not use his name to help and to encourage and to lift up the downtrodden and to proclaim liberty to the captives and the sight to those that are blind and rescue those that are bound. If I'm not doing what Jesus would do, then I'm wearing his name as a waste. And this verse says, The Lord will not hold him guiltless who bears his name in vain. 
guiltless, meaning to be clean or exempt from punishment. Those who take the Lord's name in vain in any of these ways will be held accountable for it. Again, in, in those vain conversations, those arguments about things that don't matter, or using his name falsely, or wearing his name with no faithfulness, the Lord's not going to the Lord's not going to consider me clean if I don't repent over this. He's not going to hold me guiltless. He's going to hold me accountable for wearing the precious name of Christ and not using it correctly. I said that I would mention this again. If you don't use it, you lose it. Don't we haven't we heard that? Yeah, heard that plenty of times. If you don't use it, you lose it. That's what happened with the name of Christ. Or, excuse me, the, the name of the Lord. That's what happened. This occurred when the children of Israel became so concerned about the letter of the law that they refused to verbalize the name of God. They would not even write, and to this day there are Orthodox Jews who when they write God, they write G-D just to be safe. But the legality of it is not as important as the heart of it. They forbid speaking the name, and now the true pronunciation thereof is lost. If we don't use his name, we lose it. If we don't wear it like we ought to, we lose it. We become Christian in name only. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah. But we're we're complaining about people and we're talking junk and we don't want to help and give and, and we don't want to make the effort. Lord, help us. If we do not use his name regularly and rightly, we run the risk of losing it as well as they did. So let us be aware and repent for all the times that we've taken his name in vain, in emptiness, in worthlessness, or in waste. This is worth, that name is worth more than that. The name is not just a title, it's who he is. Again, think about this. They, they were not allowed to have a physical representation. So what they had, they could see the cloud of, they could see the pillar of cloud, the pillar of smoke, they could see that but what they had was the name that they could call on. And more than just words to say, it was a manifestation of who he was. The same is true of us. We don't, we don't have him physically with us. He's within our hearts. But when we call on his name, <laughs> we do not grasp the power of, because it's authority. His name is authority. His name is, is all power to accomplish everything. Yahweh, our covenant God, who will be and can be, and he is everything that we can ask, think, or imagine. So today, as the music plays, I ask us first to repent. 
of any times that we have used his name in vain in any of these ways again you may say I I don't cuss well uh, please don't but there are other ways so first that we repent and ask the Lord to to cleanse us and to help us to be faithful to his name and to use it the way that we should Heavenly Father we thank you we praise you we give you glory and honor and praise God we lift up your name that is higher and greater and better than any other God that we can call on some names we could use some names and that it brings authority on this earth but there is only one name that can be raised on earth or in heaven and it is higher and greater and better than any other and that is yours Yahweh, Jehovah Elohim El Elyon Lord, God Creator Prince of Peace Heavenly Father Awesome God the Lord my banner. Yahweh Yira. Yahweh Rafa. Anything that we could need, God, you're it. We lift you up today, praising you, thank you. And we ask forgiveness, God, for those times that we may have used your name in vain. Not just saying things that we shouldn't say. God, forgive us for that. God, clean up our mouth. Help us. But God, more importantly, more importantly, those times that we've used your name falsely. God, that we've used your name in arguments that didn't matter, that had nothing to do with heaven and hell. God, we, we ask you to forgive us for the times that we were unfaithful. To the covenant that we made with you. God, forgive us. Forgive us for the times that we were wearing your name in vain. Those times. That in our hearts we were unfaithful. In our minds we were unfaithful. In our, even in our physical bodies that we were unfaithful to you, God. Forgive us. God, I pray a change in our hearts today. That we would each choose to wear your name. That each person who's here today, that they would make that choice. Lord, if there's anyone here who has never received you or anyone watching online who has never received you, God, I ask that you would change their hearts. God, prick their hearts today that they would understand that all they have to do is say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive my sin. I accept you as my Savior. I believe in you today. That's all you have to do. And then you can wear his name. You've made a covenant with him, and he will be to you anything you need. God, I pray that you would help each and every one of us to do right. 
God, to be who it is you've called us to be, to be Christian, to not just act like them. But God, to wave your name proudly. God, to, to daily, even on the hour, God, to tell you how great you are. To recognize the gifts that you give, the blessings that even in the middle of difficulty that you're still keeping us. God, that I woke up this morning, that you gave me breath in my lungs, that you gave me strength in my body. God, help us to recognize and thank you day by day. God, I pray that you would help us as we speak to those around us, that we would talk about how great you are, that people would would see and understand why we want to be in relationship with you, that it will cause them to desire to have that same relationship. God, that as they hear us, talk about how good you've been, that they would desire. God, I pray that you would keep us faithful to tear away, to burn away anything that would displease you. God, anything in our hearts that would keep us from complete faithfulness to you, forgive us. Burn those things away, God. God, your will be done. going forth that in their minds it clicked. That's me. That's me. Lord, help. Could I pray that they would reflect back on that. Reflect back on your word and receive deliverance and receive healing. God, we pray your peace be poured out on each and every heart. God, we ask that your wisdom be poured out on each and every mind. God, for healing and strength.
not trying to, I promise, I'm not trying to belabor anything, but just some people may just need to rest. Take a minute, just take a minute. Rest in His unto you and may he give you his peace in Jesus name we believe it in Jesus 